Welcome back to Using My Degree. I'm your host, Ollie, and this week's episode is all about the Food Network. Which uh, comes to no surprise, considering I, talk about, I talked about it last week. But um, some people just straight up didn't listen to that episode. That's perfectly fine. But if you're here now, well, nice to see you. This one's all about how... Mm, you're probably queer, if you, if you grew up with the Food Network. And this is not a generalizing statement, because there's plenty of straight people I know that uh, had the Food Network playing in their household. My sister is one of those straight people I know. I'm just saying that uh, most of the people I've met at college were uh, big fans of stuff like Alton Brown's Good Eats, or um, Chopped, or even the Halloween baking competition that's currently airing. And they're very gay. Super gay. I've met Everyone from the L to the B to the G to the T to the Q to the plus, they're all, they all, one thing they all have in common, Food Network. Why? Amazing question. I don't know. <laughs> I guess if you had access to cable in the early 2000s, um, as, you know, a barely a conscious of your own existence infant, you were most likely uh, shoved in front of the TV and said, here kid. And uh, some half-paying-attention uh, adult would give you the uh, remote as, as they run around frantically cleaning up the house, making sure that you're entertained so they can do their stuff in a timely manner. And as a child, you don't know what the hell's going on, so you're flipping through channels, and then you see something that's like, sugar cookie baking competition, and as a kid, you're a little bitch, it's all about sugar. So you're going to click on that to see what the fuck's going on. Like I did. Many moons ago. And surprise, surprise, you're going to go, hmm, what a cool thing. I want to look at more of these cool things. And so you keep watching, and you keep watching. And then you learn obscure facts as you grow up about the shows that you once watched. And then you try switching over to TLC once because you think that uh, that fucking Cake Boss guy is going to be interesting. And it turns out, no, he's just a guy who got it got into a car accident and he said he couldn't be arrested because he's the cake boss. That's not a joke. I could link that article if you'd like, but it's not a joke. I'm laughing like it's one, but I'm just laughing at the absurdity of the situation. And so after you've uh, done your little soiree into trying out new things, you keep your toes dipped in the pool that is the Food Network Zone and you keep watching more cool things. And straight people may have just tuned out by that point. When you're like 15 and you're you're heterosexual, I'm making assumptions here, I would not know. Um, you're probably like, oh, I'm gonna move on to sports or murder show or Breaking Bad. I don't know what 15-year-olds watch. How old do you think I fucking am? <laughs> but uh, I was still watching the Food Network. And I was having a hell of a time doing it. I would watch them make cupcakes and my friends said they would watch shows like fucking what the hell is this called cutthroat kitchen yeah they would they fucking love cutthroat kitchen and after meeting the kinds of lesbians that they are you would understand why <laughs> but uh I think I, I think I got a grouping of people who were all asexual that told me that their favorite show on the network at the time when they were growing up, like, when they were, like, eight. I think they were t talking about, like, a, a Duff Goldman show. 
like Ace of Cakes. That's it. They're talking. They're talking about Ace of Cakes. They really liked it. They really liked cake, which I think uh, plays into the ace the meme about asexuals that they're all um, they enjoy cake more than most things. Understandable. The cake is pretty damn good, unless it's dry or a wedding cake or a cake made by me. I do not recommend a cake made by me. That's that's a fucking certain. You will be sad at the end of that. Because I will hide ingredients in that cake that will make you go all over what the fuck is wrong with you. That aside. The asexuals like the cake show. Big whoop. I I remember I would just kind of sit there for a few hours waiting for the shows that they tell you how things are made. Or how the factory makes a certain thing. And how it's produced. Mostly like the, the candy episodes and the chocolate bar episodes. And I'd sit there for a while thinking, this is wonderful. What what a wonderful show. And I turn turns out those are probably the least viewed time slots of any show on the network. Like a fucking I, I it's you can tell you you can you can hear my age and how I'm stuttering to pick up these uh, names that are trapped in the recesses of my mind. There's some kid in a candy shop. Is that it? I don't know. I, if you think I do research before I put these out here, out into the world, you're sorely mistaken. But you may have figured that out already. I loved all of those shows where it's like, hmm. Here we have the humble lemon head candy. Here's how the lemon head candy is produced from powder to ball. It's like, oh fuck yeah, I love the powder to ball stage. It's my favorite. I've lost many people. I can tell. But those who I haven't lost, stick with me. I'm realizing now that the uh, How It's Made episodes and shows are more probably less about me being a lesbian than I... You know. It's, um, there's something wrong with my brain. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. I, I, I'm gonna guess that these uh, shows I enjoyed have less to do with my queerness than they have have to do with me very likely being autistic, which that's a that's a different uh, thing to get into altogether. But this episode's just about being queer and gay or whatever the fuck you want to call yourself. Trying to think of things that I recognize on college at college. Hmm. Good Eats is where it's at if you're just bisexual. Bisexuals loved Good Eats. How do I know this? Well, I talked to plenty of bisexuals that enjoyed Good Eats. I will tell you, the College of America is a great place to find queer people. Almost everyone there is queer. And anyone who isn't queer is probably just pretending that they aren't. That's a joke. There's plenty of straight people on campus that are completely fine. No. The highest percentage of people who are gay and have watched the Food Network on campus, at least to my knowledge, the, ju the, the absolute shining, sparkling indicator that makes you go, yeah, that makes sense, is that they all enjoyed the baking competitions. And this sounds stereotypical, but I assure you, dear listener, that this is fucking fact. These people love the baking competitions. They adore them. Gay men love the spring one. Lesbians fucking 
love the Halloween one. Lesbians and Halloween go together like chocolate and caramel. Yes, you. That that is a that is a beautiful pairing that will never be separated. They can't have lesbians without Halloween. You can't have Halloween without lesbians. I'm shouting this from the rooftops, but mostly in my kitchen. Gay people love pastels. Gay men fucking love pastels. Am I generalizing? Yes. I mean, I love Halloween and I also love pastels. You can already assume what that makes me. No, it's not bisexual. What What else? There's more. There's some gut. There's always more. There's more to being queer than just baking competitions. The Food Network is full of interesting things. Iron Chef I watch solely because I like Cat Cora. I realize later on in life why I like Cat Cora, but we're not going to get into that. I, Now, I'm look, looking back on my life, but uh, for me personally, I'm realizing the shows that I enjoyed, it's more so me enjoying the shows where you learn a bunch of information so you can categorize it and sort it rather than the gay aspect of enjoying the beautiful looks of women. God damn it, I really am probably autistic. Like, super probably. I'm, I'm going with 99% here. <laughs> like, best thing I ever ate? I watched that solely so I can categorize and strategize which places in the city I'd want to try later on in life. Spoiler alert, I have not tried any of them, and since those episodes aired, most of those places have closed. So, sorry, younger me, you're shit out of luck. Whoopsie. This is, uh, this is off, this is completely off topic, but I wanted to go to Australia for the longest time. Because I read in a magazine once that there was a really cool restaurant there, and something clicked inside 12-year-old me's brain and went, Hmm, we're going to Australia. Spoiler alert, we never went to Australia. Six years later, we went to Arizona, but that is unrelated. And also not even remotely close to being Australia. Unless you count the desert in harsh conditions, and... That's pretty much it. And this might be a shorter episode today. I apologize for that. I thought I would have more content within the recesses of my mind. And this is what people do research for, but... It's gonna be me for a while. Just me. If I had my other co-host to bounce off of, this would probably be much longer. But she's currently in Georgia. For a while. So it'll just be me. And I'm gonna link her YouTube channel in the description below again, because... Sosa is an amazing creator. But to get back into things... I I did so much growing up because of the Food Network and how it influenced my choices. From becoming someone who calls themselves a chef from a young age, from fucking experiments in my Easy Bake Oven, growing all the way up to selling things in high school, and then attending and graduating from culinary school, it helped shape a lot of who I am today, which is wild, considering it's a network, which is literally just a burrow over from my place. And you don't really realize just how radical something can change you until you've reached an end point. 
I started watching the Food Network when I was, I think, five or six? I'm trying to remember when we got cable. Yeah, five or six. And it's followed me up to maybe 23 soon. So it's followed me up to this now. And it's wild. It's wild that this is how my life is going. It's wild that this is how the lives of many other people I know are going. That some weird little network that's not it wasn't as little it's, it's kind of dipped in viewership. If you watch the Dan, if you listen to the Daniel episode, you'll know. But it does not matter. All that matters is the fact that so many people I know and have met were only at culinary school because they watched a bunch of definitely queer people on the Food Network achieve their dreams to the point where everyone else I knew decided that that was a big enough signal for them to go follow their own. To give them the confidence to follow their dreams. To give them the confidence to come out. And even if coming out went poorly, they're still going to have that other aspect of their identity. Which is, you can't ever take away cooking skills. Unless someone breaks and chops off your arms. But uh, besides the horrifying thought and visual, cooking is a skill intrinsically tied to queerness. Which is uh, gonna piss off a lot of people when I say that. I don't know why. Homophobes are kind of stupid. But how do I put this? How do I put this in a way that makes sense? Because everything lines up perfectly in my head, but when I try to say things out loud, it's it's kind of like one of those before and after do-it-yourself projects, you know what I mean? So many people, so many queer people I know that cook have their queer identity is so entwined with their cooking that you cannot separate the two. They both tie into the very foundation of who you are. It is something you can never take away from someone. You cannot take away someone's identity at all. And if you try to, well, fuck off. These people also have knives. They've learned how to use them, and they're going to use them against you. <laughs> All these queer people are very stabulous, and I'm one of them. Did I take the knife route in college? No, because I became a pastry chef. Was that... <laughs> Sorry, you think those are a dollar's poorly invested? <laughs> oh, I could have had some sick knife skills by now, but, uh, no. There's better ways to articulate the things that I'm thinking and feeling. I know that for a fact, but there's nothing wrong with you if you happen to be gay or a chef or a gay chef. Nothing wrong with you at all. You're a beautiful person, whoever you are. And I hope you know that. I hope you know that you're loved. Even if the people that thought that you thought said they loved you went back on that the second you came out to them. You're always going to be loved, even if it's by some stranger talking into a microphone right now in their kitchen in their pajamas. Nothing can ever take away who you are from yourself. If someone dares try, well, fuck them. It's not their problem. Who you are is no one else's problem. Unless that person that you are is not a good person, but that's... I'm cutting that one out. 
this is a very long way of saying that being gay and being a Food Network viewer are one and the same. This is a whole circular pile of nonsense. It's starting to feel like. I... Can I be real? I don't know how to put thoughts together in a way that makes sense. This entire week has been fucking weird. I saved a pigeon yesterday. Can you believe that? Because I saved a pigeon. Did I talk about this in the other episode? I think I might have. Shit, never mind. We're ignoring the pigeon. <laughs> but Jesus Christ. I just wanted to talk about how being gay and watching the Food Network kind of shaped me to who I am. And then I remember that everyone else I talked to in college had very similar experiences. And then it just kind of went in a circle for a while. And now you're stuck with forbidden knowledge. And also a message that it's okay to love yourself even the people around you that said they would don't anymore. Because fuck them. Holy shit. If you're queer and a chef, that's awesome. If you're just queer, that's also awesome. If you're just a chef, fuck yeah, man, thank you. But to just finally pin the tail on this donkey that I'm calling this episode. Thank you, Food Network, for existing. Because if you didn't exist, I very, very likely would not be where I am today. I wouldn't have people that I looked up to and then no longer look up to. I wouldn't... I definitely wouldn't be watching Gordon Ramsay on MasterChef screaming at people. I wouldn't have tried to make it this far in my life. And I'm grateful for you guys giving me a purpose, even if I've mistook my special interest for a dream. A goal. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, and honestly, I still don't. But thanks to you, I kind of have an idea of where things are going. I've learned that I cannot work in a kitchen because I have sensory problems. So I gotta do something else. But I already have the degree, which I'm currently using to make this podcast. That's a joke. No, I'm not. This episode is... Not this episode. This entire podcast is a fucking joke. I'm just gonna change the description at the end of this because hot damn, this, this is no longer an ingredients podcast. I've come to realize this is a podcast about nonsense and shitposting and using my collective knowledge as a 20-something-year-old to tell a bunch of people my thoughts on a random afternoon. And you know what? It's going places. Do I know where those places are? No. <laughs> I don't fucking know. So thank you for following my journey of self-doubt that's been externalized into a monologue just into the air around me, only to be consumed by a few people, unless more people come along and start to embarrass me by putting their eyeballs all over this. <laughs> but thank you for listening to Using My Degree. I'll be back next week, hopefully. And please keep an eye out for Tuesday's upload. It's not going to be an episode of Using My Degree. It's going to be an episode of House on the Edge. It's going to be episode two. That's going to be going the entire month of October. And yeah, I'm very proud of it. I'm very, very proud of it. It's also going to have its own page. Um, I've made a separate account for House on the Edge. It's going to be posted as a Spotify exclusive through Anchor. I only use Anchor for House on the Edge because I can't afford to spend more money on a second RSS feed. You know, because I've made zero dollars off of this yet. But, uh... When I do, 
<laughs> I'm unstoppable when I do. But yeah, for now, it's just gonna, uh, House on the Edge is going to be, um, for just the month of October, it's the first four episodes going to be posted here. For every subsequent month, um, it's going to be posted on the House on the Edge official page. I will link that in the description below. It's going to be a Spotify exclusive until I can figure out how the RSS feed uh, linking system works on Anchor. But uh, thank you. I'm so proud of that show. It comes with a recipe every single week for the month of October. Because I'm celebrating how much October means to me. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Once again, thank you for listening to Using My Degree. And I'll see you next week. Goodbye. Yeah,